Great morning, everybody. Great, great morning. This is episode 79. Let's go. Is it really 79? No, it's 69, dude. Are you a thousand percent sure? <laughs> yes. This is episode 79. Okay, episode 79. Good morning, Coop. No, why are you already disrespecting me in the morning, dude? I was just curious. Okay. I was triple checking your double check. It's all good. No worries, man. It's all good. Everything's good, man. Can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, it's another week. Uh, just to to get better, man. I don't know what else to uh, what else to say. Uh, family's doing great. Um, we got an announcement coming up here in a little bit as well. <laughs> Did you just tell a joke? Yeah, I told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I, I heard a laughing. laugh. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Why I, that's why I was laughing after I said it. So, all right, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. What about you? How's everything going on your end? Uh, give me your top three SUV recommendations. Coop. What do you What do you mean? I should give you my top three. I'm just I don't want like you're out you're shopping you want to buy a quality SUV. What What are the three you're looking at? Why does that Why does that matter? Uh, well, personally, I value your opinion more than you know. And that's why. <laughs> nah, we just got we got to do a little shopping, you know. We got to do a little upgrading. Oh, you know, gotcha. so, so I'm just I'm just curious, like what three, what you know, what three whips would stick out to coop? I thought you were the van guy, though. Well, yeah. If I had to, if I had uh, <laughs> a couple <laughs> a couple kids plus some future ambitions, I would be. But well, that's not that's not me. But yeah, but why, why do you do my opinion on SUVs when you're the van guy though? Like I'm just, I'm the van guy for a person who needs to be a van guy, yeah. right? Like yeah, if you're yeah. gonna have four to eight, you know, four to eight kids, probably need to cop one. But if you're just you know like one, maybe two kids, you probably need that sports utility vehicle. So I that's why I'm asking you for your advice. I love how you just twisted that whole. Uh, that whole thing around. It's all good. We'll talk. We'll talk. Top three, Coop. We got. We got precious minutes in this intro. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, no, the Tahoe and the Suburban. Um, those aren't SUVs. What do you mean those aren't SUVs? Those are like big trucks. <sighs> all right, dude. You asked me for my opinion. I give you my opinion. Okay, Tahoe, Suburban. What else you got? You got no, one. That, that's it. I'm not looking that's at anything two. else. I'm not looking at anything else but those two. That's just my opinion. That's You're a GM guy, huh? That's I, I mean, <laughs> I'm not even gonna say the next my third option because that would never be an option. Um, if, but if you guys, escalade, if, if you guys, the this the guy traverse, probably wants an Escalade. The Traverse, you guys should look at the Traverse. Tra- kind of a, there's an SUV. Okay. Yeah, the Traverse. Okay. You could you could look at that. I didn't know you were a hardcore Chevy guy. I'm not. I used to be. Not anymore. I, I'm not. Give me some of them Japanese-made vehicles. Last way longer. It's all perspective, bro. It's all statistical. It's all perspective. Perspective. It's all perspective. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's all perspective. That's all I gotta say. Didn't did did you just buy a new whip? No, I didn't buy a, a new whip. I thought you guys just got a new car. No, we didn't get nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. So you have a you have a Yukon. Yeah. And then what'd you do with your truck? I thought you got ready. What'd you do with your truck? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, got it. Any, anyways, uh, <laughs> on episode 79 this morning, uh, Coop and I are going to interview uh, an investor and a, just a very colorful individual, a, a good friend of mine, a, cl- a brief client of mine as well, but m- more of a friend. Um, All right, let's jump into it. You ready to go? Let's go. Okay. All right, Cooper, why don't you bring in our next guest? Great morning, everybody. On today's episode, um, man, we got a great, a great guest. Uh, he's a father of three, uh, Madeline, Claire, and Jack, uh, married to his lovely wife, Leona, and they live in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan in the town of Marquette. Um, Matt has been a real estate investor since 2017. Um, right after his daughter was born. And since then, he has gone into the world of owning commercial buildings and laundry mats as well. Man, that's going to be a great episode. Uh, he is a high-performance coach for real estate investors and entrepreneurs and runs Matthew Troop Coaching. Uh, Matt is a big fan of Wim Hof and jumps into Lake Superior at least once every month of the year that's crazy even when it's frozen over in february uh hobbies include traveling working out with free rates love it mountain biking hiking and pretty much anything outdoors for this guy uh his world revolves around his family and his closest friends and his business partners and he's excited to be on our show today ladies and gentlemen matt troop That was a great intro, Coop. Oh, it, that's why. That's why I said, "Let me just." Cause that was a thousand the, times better than anything I could have ever done. I knew you were gonna mess it up, and I didn't want to do that to him after he put together that that for me. So yeah, it's all good. Matt, welcome. Oh man, this is this is good. I, I I love the fun. I love the fun. You know, it's like a business partnership again. We we are gonna have fun, Matt. Uh, you gave us a great bio. We, the first question might be a little bit of a repeat, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and then also, what's your why? Why do you do all those things? Yeah, man, you guys, you guys ask good questions, and um, yeah, and thanks for you know, thank you guys for having me on the podcast. I I've done a few of these, and um, I don't know, half the time they're in the morning when I'm all jazzed up and cat on caffeine, so. I'm in, the, I'm in the I'm in just like you know quiet reflection space of the evening so if I'm I'm just a little bit calm it's probably people like my more calm fans might be like oh there's a new side of him <laughs> <laughs> love it love it yeah. um no so yeah really good questions um you know I think it's uh I think why like everything why do what I do um and who are you? You know, what do you do? Why do you do it? Um, it's a man. Yeah. Big questions. And I really think, you know, to get down to it, um, 
it's uh, probably the biggest thing I think about is, is like my family, um, you know, and, and with that, you know, I feel like sometimes my like <laughs> wife might roll her eyes because uh, Cooper and, you know, Caleb soon to be soon to be dad. It's uh, it's not easy being a dad. It's not easy being a, a father to like little ones. But, you know, I feel like there was I've just gone through a path where, you know, I came out of college probably, you know, 10. Yeah, about 10, you know, 10 years ago and and went and had the whole mentality of of just like, you know, go get a job, you know, do do what culture and society tells you. And I feel like I quickly did that and got into it and really worked for probably eight years. And I was just like, you know, I'm not, this isn't fulfilling. It's not, it doesn't make me happy to do this. And, you know, I think, I think just so much about like just freedom in your life, freedom to do what you want to do. And sometimes you say that and people kind of roll their eyes at it, but it's totally achievable if you start doing those things and and giving yourself and building them the right way, you can get to a place in your life where you just, you know, you're doing the things that you want to do. And, and that's kind of, that, that kind of like leads into the other, other thing, you know, I had, I had a call with a, with another fellow coach the other night and, and she asked, she had a really good question and, and, that's what's great about the coaching space is it it brings it brings those you know those things out of your brain of of like what you want to do in life and and one of the other big whys is is adventure for our family um and you know some people might hear like adventure and they think like oh you know he's springing on a trip like you know this week and next week and that's not necessarily it but it's like this it's like this feeling of of adventure of going and doing scary things and going and doing things that kind of like, um, just like fill your life up. Like they, like you do, I say scary things, but it's, it's like what invigorates you and kind of gives purpose to life rather than just Mm -hmm. going and doing the same thing over and over again and finding those new things to do. So I, yeah, I would, I would say really like my why is just, you know, my family, the close people in my life, getting to spend time with them and doing and spending my, my time doing what I want to do and, and having a lot of fun or adventure doing it. Yeah. How's that one? It's another unique answer, right, Coop? Oh, very, very unique. Um, can we, so yeah, that, that, that was great. Uh, Matt, thanks for sharing that. Can we just talk a little bit? Um, I don't even know where to start. This, so you own commercial buildings, a laundromat. You ha- you have a a business, a coaching business. Mm-hmm. Can can you just kind of talk us through like life what story. was the yeah the life story? Like, <laughs> give us yeah, basically it's a good story. <laughs> It's always what I do when I get a phone call. I'm like, "Want me to tell you my life story?" And they're like, "What? Okay, <laughs> make it a little awkward right off the bat, but let's do it." <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, I feel like you know, and I was I was watching your listen to your podcast. You were listening to, uh, you know, you guys just read the book, "The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People" by Covey. And um, Caleb, you said you got a lot out of like from the from the personal, um, you know, like a like kind of a father piece out of that. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I think that to me, that type of stuff with, I, and you know, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It just was like, um, I got into a space after I graduated college where, like I said, I had jobs and it was like, you, you, I checked all the boxes. I checked all the boxes of what I was supposed to do. And I was like, I don't, I'm missing something here. I'm missing something. And I always tell, tell the story of like the, one of the first books that I read was um, like personal growth books was the secret by Rhonda Byrne. Have you guys ever heard of it? No, no, I haven't either. It's going to be on our list though. Yeah. So this is it to me. I think that was, that one came out. I think it was like in the early two thousands and I remember I got my hands on it and you know, some people, I think it's, it's almost like a gateway into this idea of personal growth and how your mind can operate. But basically what the book is about is it's about how the, the choices that you have with your thoughts and your beliefs, there's really, there's energy behind that. And if you pay attention to that, to those thoughts and feed the thoughts that you want to feed, you know, and it's about manifesting the stuff in your life. And so at the time when I read it, it kind of blew my mind. And I was like, what, you know, what is this? The way, where, the way that you think, if you think away, that's what happens in your life. And at the time I didn't understand it, but you know, 10, 12 years, a decade later, I'm like, okay, many, many things make sense along that journey. And, and like from that, that was like, just like what spawned it was that book. And and I just kept reading. I just kept grabbing personal growth books, you know, uh, you know, seven habits of highly effective people. And, um, and I just, I've just always had kind of a book in my hand and it's just like one thing leads to another. And, and then I read probably the, the most, another transforming one that people read. I'm sure you guys have heard rich dad, poor dad, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Every time that was my <laughs> first one. That was my first one. Yep. But, yep. It's, uh, you know, that one, it's, I literally, I read that book and there, there's many more in the process there, but I remember reading that book in December of 2016 and my wife was due with our, with my first daughter in May of 2017. And I remember said, I said in December of 2016, I finished that book and I said, honey, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but by the end of next year, we're going to have a rental property. I was like, I don't know how we're going to do it. And I just put that belief in there. And at the time, I literally had no idea. I remember hearing about, and you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're constantly churning up ideas. I tried like, you know, selling stuff on Amazon and like, Mm -hmm. I joined like an MLM that was just a waste of time and just other little things. But I was like, all right, it seems like a lot of people do well in real estate investing. And I read that when I read that book, you know, and I always worked on my goals and it's in goal, you know, working on your goals and vision has been a constant thing where I've, where I feel like I've improved on year upon year upon year. And, you know, to give people, I think, encouragement in this space is if you figure something out, just use that, but then build on it. And, and I feel like that's what I did, but, and, and that's, um, you know, a thing that I continue to do, but. I, so back to kind of the rich dad, poor dad, I read that book and I was like, all right, we're making a shift. And I got really, you know, I was really into finance too. And 
it was, so I just, right from that book, I just started asking the questions. I met with a realtor and we were living in Colorado at the time and I met with a realtor and I was like, Hey, you know, I really want to get into real estate investing. I have no idea how to do it. And we, at the time we had bought, we had purchased the house. Um, we'd had it for probably two years in Colorado and she, you know, I, I remember meeting with them and they were talking to me, showing about some areas and they showed me a spreadsheet on how to do an analysis. And I'm like, my background is an engineer. And I was like, Oh, financial spreadsheet analysis. That makes perfect sense. I'm breaking it down. And she said something to me as we're going through this. And she goes, you know, you can do something called a cash out refinance. And I was like, what, what is that? Wow. Right. And even a lot of people, I mean, how often you guys you probably have a lot of people that like do cash out refis, right? Yeah. I love yeah. cash out refis. Yeah. Matt. It love is, them. It, it's such, <laughs> it's such a powerful way to like build equity and use your home as leverage to grow. And when she, I remember she explained this to me and I was like, and I, at the time I was like, whoa, there's no way that I'm doing that. That's so scary. I'm pulling out a new loan on the property in my house. And looking back, I sit in here, I go, damn it. Like, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> and it's like you learn, like it, there's like secret things out there. And, you know, I was listening to um, another one I'll throw out there. Have you, do you guys know who Aubrey Marcus is? No. So no. he's in a... Um, that's he's he's got a great podcast it's just called the aubrey marcus podcast and um he was talking about one today about how you know like so much of the educational system i feel like has has failed a lot of people and it's just not doing the things that it needs to do and i don't want to spawn off on that but i feel like going into investing and going into entrepreneurship it like it it gave me a financial education. It forced me to figure out a financial education. And it's like, you gotta, you get, I don't even know how, like you gotta do that to understand it. And so I did this cash out refinance and, um, like they valued, I purchased my home. I had like a $200,000 loan on it. And then they, um, appraised it at like 370, like the Colorado market went crazy. I was going to say, this is in that perfect timing or not perfect but right place right situation yeah which a lot of us get but don't oftentimes realize we, we get because we're not looking for it yeah yeah and the and, and you and you like and it's almost like if you don't know what's there and how to leverage it you can't like you just don't know you you know ask a better question right you got to ask a better question and yep and so she told me about this and I, and I just started talking to people with finance and I um, some in different lenders and they walked me through different scenarios. And I started to like see the light a little bit. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I could like do this and sell this property and like refinance. So I ended up refinancing it, <clears throat> refinancing my property, I pulled $75,000 out of my property, went and got a triplex under contract and then, um, created like, um, you know, I was pulling in like $3,000 a month rent from this, from this triplex and got another property. And that was like the first one I did. And like, from there, it was just like off to the races, right? It's like, 
the door opened and I was like, oh my gosh, like, how do I do this? And like, from that, that was, that was what, May of 2017. And it's been like, it's been a path, really a big journey the past, I mean, what, four or five, I mean, four or five years since all that. And, you know, my wife and I have made some big shifts. And even in that time, God, there was a, there was a time like this was, this was nuts. I wouldn't encourage anybody to do this, but we were living in, so we moved from Colorado to Minnesota and then we just, Minnesota wasn't hitting it off for us. And that's why we made it back to Michigan. And I moved, I think three times in six months and then had a baby in that time. Don't do that. That was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's 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 just let's just give your wife Leona um a shout out quick cuz uh <laughs> yeah not a lot of wives would do that. <laughs> no. I mean and it was like it was it was crazy it was crazy times. It was mutual be mutual because we just we weren't enjoying Minnesota. But I mean we had a Can lot you share of why Matt? Huh? Can you share why? Um so like we've got family in Minnesota and at the time I was working for, um, I had a really good job. I had like, you know, six figure job. I was working for St. Paul public schools and, and it just, and you know, that's a really good question. Um, I think just like values, values and like alignment. And that's a big thing that's come up for me of where, where we were, like who I was working for. I just was on an entrepreneurial journey to, get away from like the nine to five and, and even the, um, I, I grew up in like Southeastern Michigan and around Detroit and we lived in Colorado for like eight years and we lived about an hour North of Denver and we are just very, I'm very outdoorsy, right? Like, um, like, yeah, I do like crazy stuff and I go jump in Lake Superior in like February and I'm just so, I'm so committed to being out of doors. And we did that when we were in Colorado and it was just, we, you know, we moved to Minnesota and we're living closer to Minneapolis and it just was too, it just was too, um, right. It's urban, right. Urban's the right word. Sure. And it just was too busy for us. And I just, I don't know. I just had to be closer to, um, you know, to be out in nature and, and I don't know, have you guys ever been to the upper peninsula of Michigan? I haven't. No, I have, and also I'm trying to. I, I need to find out the brewery I went to in Marquette. But my Probably wife and I Black just Rock. Black Rock. We yep. had the best time there, Matt. Yeah. Like it. It was just a hoot. But this is well. Maybe let me lead this into my next question. Um, what does it mean to be a youper? This is this is <laughs> this is huge for Coop. This is huge for Coop. This is huge. Let's just funny. make sure we. After we're done with the question, then we get back to Matt's story because I'm, I'm loving it right now. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I'm, I'm glad you guys. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. This is fun. But so a youper, the UP is the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and they just call them like a youper because it's just like you know upper and youper, and and we you know we all, they all say like goofy things up here i'm not like a born and bred youper but my wife was actually born up here okay I met, her, I met her up at um i went to michigan tech university um and that's like one that i'm really proud of um going to engineering school um 
that like that when I went to Michigan Tech and came up here to the UP, it was like it kind of transformed my life because I was growing up down in Detroit and I moved up to the UP where there's just so much nature. And I literally just remember driving along the coast of like Lake Michigan when you're going along the southern border of the UP. And I was just like blown away by just like the beauty of it's a different of, country compared to yeah. Detroit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so many people, I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I shouldn't say like so many people, but I just felt like I grew up in a space that so right. Okay. There's Uper like that. That's the whole UP thing or the Uper thing. Um, but like that, that space of like going up, to the up and being in that being in nature it just it was like just a freeing feeling for me and i just had a big transformation when i came up here yeah that's that's awesome that sounds like when i uh <clears throat> when i went to uh hawaii for the first time back in 2014 you know and like before then i was in college sports like football like didn't really have a life other than football like football right like yeah you go to some cities but it's like hotel field then back on the plane right right and so like when i finally was able to do something um we went to hawaii and it was like whoa there's like a whole nother world yeah out here and then and it and it free like you said it frees you and it gives like it inspires you like Mm -hmm. i want that i want yeah like feeling it it opens your mind up yes see like there's something else out here and 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 this is one you know, I, and this is actually, you know, one of the big things I talk with my, with my coaching clients and with just other people in, in my network is that I've really fallen on this idea of follow, like if you find energy there, if you see something and I call it, I've, I've been told this, but I've told I'm just adopting this phrase of alignment and you have to be aligned with what you are doing in life because it's like if you don't do that if you don't follow you know that thing that you're like oh my gosh this thing fills me up i'm energized like have you guys ever been in the feeling where you do something and you're just energy drained Mm. all right yes yes no it reminds me of my nine to five troop yeah and how and you know how often do you find something you know and i feel like you guys are in this space you guys have found something where you're the things that you do each day and the things that you do, their energy gains, they fill you up. And that's what I feel like. That's what I say. Pay attention to those energy gains and pay attention to those things where you're like, you do all that work and you do something or you, and, and, and after you're done with it, you're like, man, that was awesome. And it's like, like, like literally this, this was a perfect example of this. And, and this is in my life. Um, but like I got back, you know, I was working in a job, I was working in a job, like probably the past year and a half. And I actually put a post out on Facebook of, you know, why I'm restarting my high performance coaching business. Um, because I was in a space where I was working in the cannabis industry and I worked it for a year and a half and it was a fail. Like it did not work. And it was just like another sign of Matt, you can't work for someone else. You can't mm-hmm. like, you can't be locked in and go to this place because it's just it sucks the life out of you and 
I remember I got on this call. This It was like one of the, you know, first nights after I just, I was done. Like, and oddly enough, like it was, the company was my mother-in-law's company. And, you know, we parted ways. And that is what it is. But I remember getting on a call like the f- first couple nights and it was, it, back, it was, you know, back with a couple business or it, it was a call with a couple business partners that, you know, I, I have with all with, with one of my commercial buildings and the laundromats. And I came upstairs after the call and my wife would just looked at me and she's like, holy, like, holy crap. You like, you're lit up. <laughs> I just, I love this stuff, honey. I love I love just getting on the calls with my business partners, like with, with people who are in this space and you're able to network and talk about this stuff and, and grow. And it was just, I wasn't drained. I was like enthused. I'm like, you know, we're, we, you know, we, we got that. We're like, yeah, we're rehab. We, we just refinished rehabbing a laundromat, which right. I, I've never been as, as a grown man. I've never been so excited about new washing machines. You guys, it's crazy. Man, so like, <laughs> th- this is awesome. So like, I was, this this is great. I, and I, I'm like, I'm like typing stuff here, like notes for us to like touch on and stuff. Um, can can we can we go back, uh, Matt, to the story? Yeah, you know, and, may, and maybe if you know if, if you want to just you know maybe just give us the highlights, you know, from from the rentals. You, you know, you're talking oh. about laund- laundry mats. Yeah. Commercial buildings. Like how did that all, you know, come about? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, I thank Yeah. Cooper, thank you for bringing me back. Cause it's I, all good. I, like, <laughs> I'll get on conversations and I'm like, Oh, I go off on tangent. And they're like, Oh, let's, let's <laughs> rewind back to where we were. I'm like, Oh yeah. 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 Good on. So, right. I got, you know, ended up getting the property triplex. Um, we moved from, we still had the property, um, in Colorado, I ended up selling my house in Colorado. Um, and this is crazy, right? Like, here's the numbers. I had a loan for two. I think when we refinanced, my loan was like at 275 on my house in, in Colorado. When we moved to Colorado or moved to Minnesota, I sold my house in Colorado for $450,000. <sighs> I mean, so you're making, you're clear. I, we cleared a $100,000 spread there. I then took that and and then I went right. And then I went and bought that duplex that Caleb, that you just sold for me. Mm -hmm. I bought that duplex and lived in one side of it for the year we're in Minnesota and then rented the other side out. So we got free rent paid for us. We basically Mm -hmm. just lived for free. So we lived in minute. We were living there. And then what I actually did, um, I got really involved with, masterminds have you guys heard of the concept of masterminds yes Yes. yep okay yes (laughs) 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 so i'm not i like i guess i I feel like i'm always kind of involved in some mastermind i guess like i consider like people in my network like people that i talk to i'm like i'm i'm like it's all a big mastermind where you surround yourself with the right people like i feel like this is even this is like a small mastermind because you're you're on the same idea you guys you guys are right there with me. And so I ended up getting involved with these masterminds and I'm, I, I got involved with this one and um, they were really, it was called M one and it was really involved on just personal growth and doing all the stuff. And I went full on into it when we were in Minnesota and 
I went to the Tony Robbins event. I'm a huge Tony Robbins guy. Um, you know, people think he's a motivational speaker. He is not that. He is a literal, like, psychologist and, like, that just flips neuro like, just neural pathways in your brain when you go to his event and it, and it opens stuff up to free you from fears and identify like what drives you and what holds you back. And so I went to his, one of his events and that blew my mind. And I came back from that and met some of the other guys that I was involved with, with this mastermind and met some great, like cool partners. And we just hit it off. And I was like, dude, like, what do you think about doing a real estate partnership? We could look for some properties in Minnesota and in Michigan. And so, and I, and I, at the time I was still sitting on, um, this was probably in like a six month time frame. I was still sitting on a lot of that cash that I had from the sale of that house. So I, I met this partner who I currently have right now. And, and we bought basically like probably 20 units. I think, yeah, it was right about 20 units in, in Michigan. And so that was like, um, that, that we still have that business. We created that business and we've had that since 2018. And, you know, I just continue, we continue to evolve that, that business partnership. And what ended up happening with that was, um, probably in the end of 2019, like we're talking, we're trying to find some deals. Like, you know, we were always, him and I are just like always looking for deals. And he, and we're talking one day and he's like, dude, what do you know about laundromats? I'm like laundromats. Like, what? I don't know. I'm, I don't use laundromats. Mm. And he's like, starts sending me these articles on them and the ROI on these things and the cash flow on these things makes a lot of money. And so we, so we formed a new LLC. I found another partner from, a, from when I was in the mastermind who lives down in Atlanta and we just started talking. We created a new LLC and what we actually did was we sent mailers out um, a campaign letter to a bunch of uh, laundromats in, in the Atlanta metro area because the other partner was like, dude, there's really good deals around here. And we just kind of like analyzed the market. And we ended up, you know, getting a commercial building with it, got it under contract and then bought the laundromat. I mean, there's so many things in the process there um, that that you just figure out and we figured out. And um, and so, yeah, like that's that's just kind of, that's kind of like the quick and dirty of it. There's so many details in it that I can get into with it. But basically, you know, we've we had one LLC we created the multifamily with. We've got, you know, another LLC that we put the commercial building in and the laundromat under. We've got like two more laundromats we're under contract with. We're trying to we're trying to close on them with we tried to close on them with an SBA loan, but the SBA loan fell through. So we're working on some owner financing with those. And then um, we've actually created um, another partnership with a guy in Texas that both of us knew. And we um, were putting a wholesale LLC together. Um, we Have you guys done any wholesaling? Uh, I've done a couple. I haven't. No, I haven't. Okay. So, I mean, basically the way that we're looking at it is um, – our market that we're, that we're focused on. So the laundromats are in, in Atlanta. Um, this new LLC that we're creating is going to be based. We're going to focus on the market in Austin, Texas, and, and basically working on wholesales where, you know, one of my buddies, yeah, one of my partners, he's a real estate agent in Austin and 
my other partner, Mar- um, you know, he does a lot of the marketing and the campaign and talks to the owners. And, and it's kind of funny. We were on a call the other day and we were just kind of like identifying roles and responsibilities of what each of us are going to do. And like what I found myself to be really good with is just is like, right, is my engineer brain is, is process and kind of knowing what next steps to take. And I think a lot of people get bogged down in that. Um, and frankly, that's just kind of like fun to me is when you're going after these deals, the, there's like, there's like, you, you know, you got to jump through the hoops. And I feel like to me, that's like entertainment for me. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> like, what do we got to do next? And then you just start picking away and you dig like, and you just, and that's, I feel like how we close on the laundromat. You know, we just talk, you know, figured out all the processes and that's, and, and, and even when we get caught up with these deals, you know, I find myself kind of in the, in the picture of them. I'm like, okay, guys, like, here's what we got to do next. We got to focus on this step now. And that's just like this, this process mind. So I don't know, there's a whole thing like, right. With how my mind works and kind of like how the business are set up. Like I said, there is so, there's so much, there's a lot of detail in there. And like, I could do a whole podcast on like how to like, you know, go get a laundromat under contract and all the paperwork that need to right. be done with it. Yeah. So no, this is, yeah, that's kind of the long and short of it though. No, that's, that's awesome. Uh, before we, before I start digging a little bit, um, where, where's your coaching business in this, in this timeline? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, sometimes I like, I forget, I forget to talk about these things. No, you're oh. good. No worries. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I gotta, like, I gotta get a pitch in there and, and market that a little bit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so if, and, and I would, this is, you know, and I guess here's kind of like, um, I, I encourage people to get a coach, you know, I am a coach. Mm. Um, I had a coach. I first got a coach in, Mm-hmm. gosh when was it january of it was really that transformative year of 2019 when i when i just got all the properties and, and just started all these llc's these new partnerships but i got a coach in yeah it was like january of 2019 and he was he was kind of just new and starting his coach coaching business out and i met him through like you know tony robbins event in these masterminds and and it's, he really helped me with a lot of stuff. Like it was a, it was a weekly call and it was based and it was so much of making, it was like someone keeping track of where you were at in life. Are you achieving your goals? Like, what are the next steps that you're doing? Like, what are you working on right now? Um, what, you know, keeping, keeping that perspective. And, and after those calls, what I found myself what I found myself with was just being so again, right. Like we talked about so filled up, so energized and so like enthused to just keep going and keep and keep improving and keep working on myself and keep working on my businesses. And, and after about nine months, he was, he was trying to help me, um, you know, figure out and, and at the, yeah, in six months later, I remember talking to him in January and he was like, what's your goal? I was like, dude, I'm tired of working in my nine to five of this W2 job. I want out. 
I said, I don't know what to do. It scares the hell out of me to leave a job and like leave all that. And he's like, well, guess what? We're going to figure it out. And, and sure enough, like six months later, he helped me work through a plan and basically worked on my mind to see the things that, you know, sometimes I was afraid of, but really it's like where you limit your own self. And, and to me, like, like the, right. That's, that's like a good phrase is like, I feel like a coach helps you identify your like limiting beliefs and what holds you back. And he, and, you know, he pushed me to go beyond those. And what I found myself with, you know, nine, 10 months later was like, I really like doing this coaching and it fills me up. It encourages me to talk to other people about this and get them to a new space and ask them the questions of how to get to a new space. And so it was like, um, fall of 2019 when I started it. And then, you know, I was working on it and then, um, at the time, like I was working on it kind of for like three months and I never really made any progress. I made a bunch of content and put a bunch of stuff together and all the logistics that, that I'm good at of, of, I put all, you know, like contracts together and how to do this. But one of the things that I feel like is, it's not my like strong suit is, is probably is just marketing and, you know, putting yourself out there. But I feel like the, my, like how to do things is in, in like process is really there. And so that was like fall of 2019 and then a year and a half, then I got a new opportunity I was working in the cannabis space for a cannabis startup. Um, I've got that whole, that's, was like a year and a half of helping my mother-in-law's cannabis company get off the ground running. And they're like the, they're one of the biggest classy growers in, uh, in the state of Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like, I went and I had that in, you know, it was back in July when I stopped that. So, and I, and I just kept finding myself, I was like, what, I just, I'm like, what am I going to do now? What fills me up? And like, God bless Caleb for selling that building for me. <laughs> <laughs> I got, you know, we, we got in a, we got in a good spot with that. That's, you know, it's always nice to sell a building and you can, uh, you know, it, it helps you get in a good spot. So capital is yeah. always good. Yeah. So we're taking that. We're buying, I've got right now, I've got three properties under contract up in Marquette. Um, and, and I'm really focused on just building this coaching business. And I've got a couple clients already. Just, I literally started it a month ago and have figured out, um, I reconnected with a coach from the Tony Robbins event. I'm taking some of um, I'm taking his course and I'm not even like all the way through the course and I'm already, you know, I've got a few clients that I'm working with and it's, you know, and it's just, it's just keeping on building that. And I just, yeah. So that's, that's where the, where the coaching coaching one comes in with good, good question, Cooper. Thank you. You're good. You're good. Um, man, that's, and that was awesome. And this, and this is a perfect example of why we only start off with three, like our three questions, you know, who you are, what you do, because I have questions now that's not even like on our little mini script that we have. Like, I just have questions upon questions. So before I get started, um, Caleb, do you have anything? I'm going to let you keep rocking, Coop. Okay, cool. Your story about, uh, or part of your story when you talked about selling your, your place in Colorado and you like basically made a hundred K, um, you said that you didn't, you, you held on to that. 
right? Mm-hmm. And when you, I, I believe you guys moved to Minnesota, you bought a duplex, yep. lived in one side, rented the other. Yep. Um, we can talk about that. That could be a whole podcast in itself. I was hacked. Um, <laughs> Caleb, chill. I'm trying to build up here. Hashtag. Right? It was just a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> can I talk about – can you just talk about, A, why you didn't spend that 100K on whatever? <laughs> and what was the motiv- <laughs> what was the motivation to buy a duplex? Oh yeah, like married. Um, I believe you had a kid on the way. We had one, or we had one daughter at the time. Okay, so, oh, that's, that's even perfect. So you had a daughter, mm-hmm. and I just feel like that you what society would tell you to do is no, don't do that. Get a house, white picket fence. Ooh. So wh- why? Very true. So so B is why did you guys decide to house hack? Yeah, ooh. especially especially you had that hundred K. You got a good one. I and uh oh man, I got a really good story with this. So this is crazy. And oh man, this see this I feel like this is like the universe talking to you. This is like that <laughs> secret stuff, right? It's that manifestation stuff where it's like the universe is like, you're not supposed to do that. That's not the path you're supposed to be on. And so here's what happened. We sold that house in Colorado for four fifty. We then like we had our daughter. We were like, okay, we're going to move to Minnesota. We're going to, um, we're going to like rebuild our life here. We're going to be closer to family. And we're, we had, um, so you got, right. You guys know white, white bear Lake. Yep. 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 Like, so I had a house. God, I still remember the address. If you, you guys can go drive by this house, it's 4161 Lakewood Ave. It's a nice house. Lakewood I had that house under contract for four, four thirty five. the month after we moved to, to Minnesota. And I had that house under contract. And our house in Colorado was um, under contract to sell for four sixty five. So our house was supposed to sell, um, I think it was like, we moved in February. It was supposed to sell like right at the end of February. And I was living in my father-in-law's basement with a one-year-old. And that house, so, and then we had the house in White Bear Lake under contract. And we were supposed to close, like, I think then like two weeks after we closed on our Colorado house, right? all the pieces are supposed to al- are always supposed to align with real estate, right? Of course. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and this is and I, this is again why I'm so grateful for the lessons that life teaches you mm. because that house, the sale in Colorado fell through. We lost the house in White Bear Lake. It went it it didn't, you know, they they went out, they they backed out of the contract. And this is kind of, you know, right, like some pieces of my life where we were living in my father-in-law's father-in-law's basement. It just was getting uncomfortable. You know, the house sale had fallen through, you know, then we lost the house in White Bear Lake. And and then I just started to get this feeling at my job. And I was like, I, I don't like this place. It's not who I am. You know, it's just not, it wasn't resonating with, it wasn't aligning with my values. I was so drained from it every day. And, and we, and so then our house went back on the market in Colorado. 
It didn't sell for another, I think, two months later. Still made a great profit on it, right? I'm not going to complain about that. But during that time, my wife and I were like, you know, it just, it doesn't. And, you know, back to your question, Caleb, of like, why didn't it feel good in Minnesota? It just was that feeling of, and, you know, and I can blame things. The human, the human psyche can always blame things. But I just had that feeling of unalignment of, you know, energy draining. I don't like this. You know, my wife and I were not just not enjoying it in Minnesota. And we were trying to just be like, I don't, we we're like, I don't know. And so, you know, and we were kind of, so we kind of had that stuck feeling. And so in that time, I, I, I reassessed my realtor. I was like, listen, just start showing me some duplexes. And so we started looking at some duplexes and I'm, t- I'm like, honey, I, you know, I, I don't know, you know, what the hell we're going to do. I'm, I'm going to start looking at duplexes. And if the worst case scenario is going to happen, I'm going to buy a nice duplex. We can live on one side and rent out the other. Mm. And, and it, it worked out. Um, you know, we, uh, we ended up, our house got under contract again and, um, I actually didn't, I, uh, we sold our house and I didn't make any offers and I was still living, I think at my father-in-law's place for probably like another month before we found another place, got under contract and got it enclosed on it. Um, so we were basically living in my father-in-law's basement with a one-year-old for six months down in Red Wing while I was driving from Red Wing to St. Paul every day. And that sucked. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. sold houses at Red Wing, Matt. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's i i really like red wing it's a nice really, cool little town yeah it's i really like it there but it's just it just was not like just too many things were you know and some there was some family stuff too so um so we ended up getting the duplex and we lived in one side we rented out to the other side and just that's uh yeah that's how we and then we lived in it for a year and you know and, and and basically, I'm pretty like I can confidently say I think that whole time we were living in Minnesota for a year in the duplex, we were just I was just like, honey, just don't worry, we're gonna get out of this situation. We're not gonna be here, because I mean we had a life in that in Colorado where we had a you know a nice house and and you know I'm not you know without we started like a really we had a really you know good house and good neighborhood and we would had our life in Colorado and I feel like. It really wasn't until we got back to Marquette, Michigan, where we got a piece of that, you know, I feel like that life back where we're able to just go outside and, and kind of get that adventure feeling back and freedom in life. That was my question is how were you able to get her to buy in to your why and or her why? Um, on which part? Um, making the uh, short-term sacrifices for long-term gain. Yeah. Um I think because we both realized, um, I think we both just kind of had a, a kind of, I don't know, call it whatever, come to Jesus of just being like, you know, we're not, I don't think we're going to stay here. And, you know, moving with kids is not easy. And, and honestly, again, it's hilarious. Like I hear about people's moving struggles and I'm like, dude, I had, <laughs> I had <laughs> a wife. A, two, a two-year-old, a baby, and I moved us from Fridley. I moved all of our stuff and moved it out of U-Haul, moved our and, and 
put a car on a U-Haul, drove it up to the UP. I was living then at my mother-in-law's house while I was rehabbing the the house we have right now, which is an Airbnb. And yeah, I don't know. Like, there's like I'm getting like lost in my timeline right now. <laughs> all starting to mesh together, but like I did that um, in what July of 2019 was when we moved back up to the UP. And I think, yeah, like the why of the short-term gain was realizing that, you know, we weren't, I don't think we were committed to staying in that area. And, and in that time, which was crazy was, I think we both subconsciously knew that then we got pregnant. We got pregnant again. And I remember my, yeah, Caleb, when we, we had coffee that one time at the Finnish bistro, that's where my yes, wife, sir. where my wife told me she was pregnant. And I was just like, what, how did that happen? And she like, right. <laughs> wife gives you the look like, you know how it happened. <laughs> can, can, Matt, can you just talk a little bit, you know, you sound like you're just somebody, you know, just a go-getter. He's big time, Coop. Oh, just yeah. Just so you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm hearing it. He's, he's being low-key, but I'm hearing it. Um, you guys are what? inflating my ego. You got to be careful when you do that. <laughs> my head will get stuck when I walk out of the room. Um, what, what's, like, what motivates you and, like, what pushes you to, to do all these things that you were doing and, you know, are still doing to this day? Because, like, I'm hearing your story and I, like, not to offend anybody, but I don't know, like, half of people I know would or it's go, go this is the that. bare minimum too but yeah um well I mean gosh thank yeah thank you guys um I mean and I think it's uh I don't know um I th- I feel like there's just that that drive where I just I can't I've always, I feel like it's, it's a, it's a weird thing. I feel like I've talked about this with some of my business partners and my close friends and the people that I surround myself with are, I I can't have a monotonous life. I just, I refuse to accept that. I feel like with all the books that I've read that all the stuff that's out there is there are other options out there on living a life that is very full and very fulfilling and there's so much stuff out in the world and there's so much to see in life and in the world that I'm just not going to get stuck in the monotony. I just like refuse to do it. And I just feel like that's, that's just like, um, it's like a belief. Like when you find a belief and someone tries to challenge you and you on your belief, nope, not gonna happen. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Is that, that's kind of like a, I, I mean, I could probably go on with that for oh, a while no. just with, yeah, like lots of stuff, but I, I, yeah. I love it. I love it because <clears throat> it's, it hits, it's, it's simple and it's so powerful. And in today's world, I feel like people make it like seem harder than what it is, you know, like, yeah, you have to, you have to put in work. That's, that's with anything, you know? Yeah. But, and I mean, you know, I kind of, you know, to jump in on that, um, and this is what, um, I feel like this is a big one. And if there's anything that I can feel like I can encourage that your listeners to, or whoever listens to this podcast is just fear drives 
people so much in life. And that makes me so sad, you know, because it's like the, the, there's like a phrase where it's like the, you know, you know, where, you know, where all the dreams were that, that, uh, that were never manifested and never created. They're in a graveyard. Mm. And it just is like, um, we we're just, we're, it's so people are so held back by their own fears, by their own beliefs. And honestly, you know, I'll go back to like, like going to that Tony Robbins event. That was a big one for me where I was like, I am done living a way that I'm just going to succumb to the fears of what culture and society tells you. Because I mean, I don't, you guys probably agree. There's a lot of fear out in the world. There's a lot of fear. Yeah. And if you, if you feed it and if you pay attention to it and you feed it, all that that's going to do is, is hold you back and keep, yeah, keep you there, man, I, man. So that the fear, man, Matt, you're like resonating with me so much, you know, like, you know, I, and and this is why it's so important to, to have goals, have visions and, and make a decision, right? It, 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 it keeps you on the path you want to be. You don't, you don't get distracted, you know, and that's when you're just hearing you talk about fear, you know, I, I believe exactly what, you know, what you're saying is like fear is, is, I feel like it's a tool that's used to make people not go after that thing. Yeah. Right. Like, like it makes people come up with all the excuses, this, that, the other thing. Um, when it really is all in your head. Yeah. Right. And yeah, uh, I, lo- I love the quote by Mark Twain when he's like, I had a lot of fears of my, or I had a lot of fears in my life, most of which never happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> love it. Love it. Can we, so can we, so now we're there, that we're on fear. Can we just talk a little bit about, um, you know, you were at one of your, one of your jobs, um, and, and you didn't want to work there. And I, I think you said your coach was like working with you on what the plan would be to exit that yeah. job or something. Um, and you said there was fear there. Oh, like, how, yeah. how, so like in your life today, like, how are you dealing with fear? Yeah. And I mean, and that's, you know, that's when I was working at St. Paul. Um, and that's a, you know, that's a great question on how you deal with fear. Um, I've, man, that's, that's a really, that's a, that's a huge topic. Gosh, you guys, have, you're gonna, that's like a great topic to talk about. With We're really greasing the wheels. Yeah. <laughs> this is, that's a great question. Um, how do you deal with fear? And so I was, I'll give you the kind of the scenario of, in January of 2019, when I started with my coach and I was just like, I can't, I don't know what I got. I, I'm so, I've got to get out of this job. I've got to get out of this job. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was, and so many of us are brought up with the belief of get a good job, you know, get good health insurance, um, get a pension. And I had this belief in my head was, was, I'm really scared to stay in a job for 30 years because I know right where it ends. And if I find my, if I find myself in this job 30 years from now, like just chop my head off, right? Like chop my head off. I, I don't like, I knew right where the path ended and, but it's still so scary when you're like 
in the space where like, I'm going to quit a six figure job because society tells you, Oh my God, that's such a good job. That's such a good mm. thing, but it's sucking the life out of you. And right. I don't know what it was. I just constantly developed. I got into a space where, and, and Oh, and what was crazy was my wife went on, I got paternity leave. I got basically, I think it was like six weeks of paternity leave, which I'm just like so unbelievably grateful. And I remember before, and I walked out and I was getting ready to leave that day. And everybody's like, you're going on paternity leave. Enjoy. We'll see you in six weeks. I'm like, I'm Ain't going to see back. me. <laughs> I'm not coming back. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and, Ain't going to see like, me. Yeah, and I remember one of the ladies came in. the The lady that I that I was closest with, she comes into my office and she looks at me and she's like, "You're not fucking coming back, are you?" And she's like, "I know it. I just know it." And I looked at her and I was like, "No, I'm not." And she's like, "I knew it." <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> "I feel like she was like the only one that was on to me." But it was it was good that I had that runway time. I felt like you know I had a good runway time to kind of mentally prepare. I went to Colorado for my brother's wedding. Um, in that time, that's when I, that's when I, um, gosh, and before that, it was like three months before that I closed on a, I bought a house up in the UP that I was going to in the, you know, in our Airbnb right now. Um, that's where I'm at right now. Um, I closed on it. It was in the, I was getting, you know, we're remodeling it like a hundred year old house. And I just, I gave my space to be okay with doing that. And, um, and yeah, we just, you know, we had some savings, but that, I don't know, that was, that was just kind of, you know, it's, it was a step-by-step process. It was scary. There were times that I was just like, you know, I, I had, it's, and I tell people, it's like, when you go through that, it's like a, it's like a, like a divorce, like a divorce, a breakup from a girlfriend. When you leave the W2 world and go off on your own. And I remember my coach telling me, he's like, it's going to feel like, and he told me that he's like, it's going to feel like a divorce because he did it. And he said, it's going to feel like the analogy is, is you're on the mothership and you're going off on your own ship. You know, you're letting go of, of the, of the, of the line that's connected to the main ship and you're going off on your own to find whatever land you're going to land on. So, sounds like the matrix. <laughs> yeah. You get out of the matrix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and, you know, back to your question, I'm like, how do you, how do you deal with fear is that I now, even now where I've, you know, I'm now out of another W2 job, I've realized like, I can't go back to a W2. If, if worst case scenario comes or something, I, you know, maybe I'd think about it, but I'm just like, I can't go back because I'll be getting the same space, but I'm just like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to mm. succeed. Like. I've been through it. You can throw. And, and, and I also think of like, I put myself in the worst case scenario too. I'm like, we're going to get, I'm going to find food. Like I'm going to find shelter. I've got multiple properties. If worst case scenario, I can liquidate all my properties and, you know, go live in one of the triplexes I have someplace. And I just, and th- that's, that's awesome. You know, and I just wanted to add to like the, the fear never, like, no. right. Cause you're here talking about a W2 job <clears throat> after 
like this is after you've got the real estate stuff going, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so like the fear doesn't go away, you know, and right. and, and and I love how basically your your drive to succeed and to get it done um outweighs that fear. Right. And yeah. and I love how you said that, you know, you just just take it step by step, day by day. Like yeah. I feel like we project all these potentials, right? Like once our mind goes down that rabbit hole, it's, it's, it's hard to get back, (laughs) back out. Right. And like just taking a step by step day by day. And uh, yeah. And I mean, and there's a lot of practices I've developed over the years um, just with, you know, your mindset, your mindset is huge. Um, I I couldn't, you know, I, it's, I feel like, you know, you've got to walk, you've got to walk the walk. You can't, you know, there's, I feel like there's so many people out there that kind of talk of I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but you know, stay kind of humble and and do the practices, do yeah. the work. And I feel like I've just I've really done a lot of mental practice. And I know sometimes where I can get into a state where I'm I'm really I get down, yeah, I, I'm I you know you get down and you get in that fear, and I'm just like I'm talking to myself, I'm like knock it off, dude. I'm like go for a run, like you got this is not serving you. Yep. Or, or, and that, that's where those, you know, those masterminds mm-hmm. and having those people around you, because, you know, I, I feel, I feel it. Cause I've had conversations. I'll shoot, I'll shoot Caleb a text or I'll call him. Cause I know Caleb's going to give me that kick. Right. Yep. Yeah, man. <laughs> and he'll, he'll say something to me. I'm like, okay, I'm good. That's all I needed. I just needed yeah. the one line. All right. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. So man, this was awesome. Uh, Matt, what, what advice would you give your, uh, your 18 year old self? What advice would you give your 18 year old self? No, I th- that's kind of funny. I actually read that today and I was or like a couple of days ago and I was thinking of it and the, I feel like the first one was like, chill out, like, don't worry so much, but you know, <laughs> uh, like that's easy to say. It never goes away, but I feel like the realistic one that I would tell to myself that I'd be like, you can take action on this and you can do this is like, start investing right now. Like start uh, something, start buying some kind of stocks right now, start buying an asset that's going to appreciate over the years because I really didn't start investing. I'm 38 right now. I didn't, I don't think I started investing until I was probably, I think 28 or 29 is when I opened my first like Roth IRA. And in 10 years, like I've like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm like, I'm getting close to that, that million dollar net worth in like in a 10 year time frame. And I feel like in, in this is a phrase too, people, people, overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in a decade in a decade yep i've seen that one so many times that's that's powerful man yeah so just i mean you gotta just you just keep going you keep going and and stay healthy when you do it when you're doing it too is that's that's a health is a huge thing in our in our life it's just eating right exercising i mean i partake in some beers and, and whiskey on occasion but you know at the foundation is just like healthy food and making sure that we take care of our bodies too. Cause dude, you gotta have your, you gotta have your, uh, I don't know. What do you call it? Your mechanism to keep you going. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. No, that's 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 awesome. That's awesome, man. Can can you um can you let let our followers know um you know where they can link up with you or you know if they want to see some of the, the things that you're doing where they can follow you at? Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm on all the platforms, you know, like, um, LinkedIn and Facebook and then, um, um, what's it, what is Instagram? Jeez. Um, (laughs) Instagram, Instagram is probably the the most comical one is investor dad, Matt, um, Facebook. If you just search, um, I think Matthew troop, you know, you'll find me, I think it's like a, a picture and like, it's like, uh, you know, the, uh, Lake Superior in the background and then LinkedIn too. And then I, I do have a website. It's mdtconsulting1.com. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, Matt, this was, this was awesome. Um, definitely, definitely. You're definitely someone we're going to put on the list again. Cause we, we got a, we didn't really touch on fam like dad life. Right. We didn't, we didn't. <laughs> oh man. We, we did. We, we totally forgot that whole segment. And yeah, know, I'm I'm gonna need to have constant like updates from this guy because I like like it might be like Cooper. I need to like I need to give me some motivation. I'm losing my mind tonight. It's all good. No, it's it's all good. You'll you'll definitely uh yeah. I'll definitely be hitting you up for sure because I've been trying yeah. to find the uh the 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 dads that have multiples. You know, <laughs> like oh, yeah, how do you yeah. do with this this and you know so no that's uh that's awesome that's awesome. Well um. Yeah, thanks. Thanks again, Matt. Really, really appreciate you. And uh, I'm I'm sure there's gonna be a lot. We'll be watching. I'll be watching for sure. So I'll be watching you guys. I appreciate you guys. And this was a lot of fun. All right. Thanks. All right, guys. Bye. bye. Another phenomenal. I don't even know. I'm kind of I'm still thinking like that was that was awesome, bro. We've had probably like 10 episodes where it's tough to scratch below the surface. And you like, you know, it's like looking at the, uh, the, the iceberg, right? Like you see yep. the, the surface, the right? But you look yep. under the water and it's like a whole nother landmass. Um, yeah, we got, we got to bring it back on because we didn't even touch about like that life at all. Like we didn't even like touch even close. We didn't even touch on that. Um, Man, there were so many gems in here, dude. I don't even know where to start. Do you want to start? Um, I mean, I'll I'll keep it brief, and I'll talk about how he just realized he didn't have an employee mindset. Yeah, he just realized he's meant to be an employer. Yep, and he went for it. And he went, bro. That's that's that. Like, if if I could sum this whole episode up, it's like he. You heard him. He had the fear, but he still did it anyways. Like he still went after it anyways. And that, and that, you know, you he had a lot of great lines in there. He he talked about at you know at the beginning he talked about thoughts and energy. He was re, I think he read one of the books. I think it was the Secret, um, where it talked about thoughts and energy. You know, and I I always have a strong belief and a strong uh, like a strong feeling like uh what you think about your energy goes goes to and I, that's not the same but it's it's something like that um where your focus goes your energy flows that's it yeah where your focus goes your energy flows 
Um, so like, what do you what are you thinking about? Um, I, I was just gonna say, I mean, your energy is finite. You know, it is. You only have so much of it. So. Man, bro, since you just said that, so Eric Thomas, um, he had a he one of his recent albums that he he came out with. I buy his al- albums because they're always motivational and it's like music at the same time. But he talks about energy on one of his one of the tracks, right? And he goes, um, energy in the world today cost so stop giving yours away for free and just with anything in life like like you said caleb your energy is finite so be careful how you're using it you know and you know again today we we, i'm guilty of it too sometimes we waste a lot of energy on things that won't even like do anything with that energy we just gave them right and uh so yeah that's that's a powerful thought and Again, goals, goals, and we didn't really. He, he said a lot about goals, and I was, I was gonna ask him if he wrote his goals down. He sounds like a guy that writes his goals down. Um, but th- this is this is a perfect example of why you need to have something that leads you in your life, because he basically, again, the the, the book of the century, rich dad, poor dad. He read that, told his wife, like, we will have a property by the end of next year. I think it was like the end of 2017, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Said that was a goal and said, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm I'm just putting it out there that that's the goal. And uh, he just started asking questions, started doing research, start like you just start, you put it out there and you just, you just start taking daily daily steps daily small steps and again he had the one goal and it and it led him to other other paths right but it it all came back to the one goal and again he talked a lot lot there about developing himself personally like personal growth he went to conferences got around like-minded people um and it all started from that goal Right. So like what what's your goal in life? Like what are you trying what are you trying to do? What are you trying to pursue? Um <clears throat> yeah, man. I mean, like I said, he just made a decision and he went for it. Right. And I and I loved how in his whole journey, like and I was trying I was trying to touch on this a little bit, is there was no he wasn't distracted with the other stuff in life. Like, I mean, how many people you know that would have sold their house, netted almost 100K, not really touch it, and then go live in a duplex and rent the other side out? Or in his father-in-law's. Uh, yeah, or exactly, right? Um, that that all comes from personal growth, right? And reading, studying, like, and just, you know, he touched, he and he touched on it, like schooling, school doesn't really touch a lot on finances right and he said like in the entrepreneurial role it forces you to understand your finances and and you don't have to be an entrepreneur to do that like i'm sure most of people have some type of income like treat that like a business treat you like a business like our household i treat our household like a business money comes in money goes out 
you know, where can we where can we uh be more efficient with what we're spending? You know, how can we bring more money in? Um so I thought I thought that was great. I know he didn't want to touch on the schooling and he went and he went and got a a degree and no disrespect, no disrespect, got a degree that I feel like you need to go to school to be an engineer, right? Like yep. you just you just can't go out come off the street. Um uh, and he said it like there's a lot of finance stuff that you don't learn in in school, but it's the number one reason why marriages fail. One of the main reasons, and it's not talked about. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sounds like a lot of distraction going on to me. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but this was a great episode. Um, great dude. Great dude. We definitely got to get him back on uh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Anything else, Caleb, you want to bring up? No, you hit the you hit the you hit all the hot topics, Coop, as usual. Love it, love it, love it. Um again, guys, um same line, please rate, subscribe, leave a review. Um yeah, I don't got anything else, man. Are we done? All right. See you next week, everybody. See you next week.